0: This is how the sausage is made. Today's Hometown Daily News Show is for November 4th, 2022. I am Marwat. Let's get into the show. So, I'm not doing any intro anymore. I am basically just uh, getting into the show and. Uh, Then it'll get ported over to uh, YouTube and to the podcast later tonight. If you type in exclamation point showbot, you get taken to, or you have a link that gets taken to um, hometown.showbot.tv. You can actually supplement it with other articles that you might want to talk about. Um, Oh, wow. I just, I just saw that. Westworld is over. Sorry. Um, As with every episode, I try to warn people that I practice associative thinking so things can kind of go sideways based on the conversation or uh, the information that I'm uh, speaking about. We can end up way off base, but it is all connected. Uh, Kind of like a six degrees of separation or Kevin Bacon, however you want to see it. Um everything is powered by Omtown. If you go over to omtown.com, you can become a citizen of Omtown. all of the news gets funneled into six main categories, create, news, education, entertainment, social and technology, and then 50 channels that I hope to bring to Twitch uh and YouTube. Um many of the channels are already created over at Omtown uh, uh, sorry, at uh, YouTube um but the way that they handle things so to speak um things will just naturally combine into ometown on youtube as well as on twitch as well as the podcast uh, that said let's get into today's news the very first one is in the word in tech elon musk announces twitter mass layoffs to begin friday a lot of analysts including myself uh, believed that this was going to happen Um Twitter is going to be a very expensive asset um, before it becomes an asset, really. Uh, right now, it's a drag for Elon Musk. And I think that uh, these firings will give runway. Meanwhile, he's going to be pushing people. And it, we've already seen that, that he's going to try and make fewer people do more work. Uh, under the guise of um, efficiency and effectiveness, but this is really just hobbling the uh, enterprise. Furthermore, the idea, the idea that this is right now, there are advertisers that are putting a real drag on uh, the bottom line of Twitter, and Twitter, uh, Elon Musk, I should say, is charging back that it's a bunch of liberals uh, and uh, democratic uh, pressure on advertisers no what it is is we do, we are witnessing plutocracy taking over in the guise of freedom of speech and while yelling freedom of speech freedom of speech charging 8 bucks to be verified as being who you are so the authentic people the real people who are who have been verified and are verified have to pay for the privilege of a blue check mark meanwhile bots are running rampant because they don't give a shit about blue check marks so the freedom of speech in a verified context <laughs> is eight dollars a month so elon hate to break it to you, buddy. You have a warped sense of what freedom of speech is. Freedom of speech is verified users and factual information being presented on Twitter. Not batshit crazy conspiracy. You are single-handedly balkanizing Twitter amongst the Yeah, I'm willing to pay for it because I'm in your camp. And those who think that freedom of speech isn't incumbent on me getting a blue checkmark and saying my piece in my own voice. Meanwhile, all the other people who don't have a blue checkmark aren't verified are saying random BS and it is being claimed to be freedom of speech. You don't know what freedom of speech is. Freedom of speech is a, is a control on the government, not on the people. It's so that the government can't come after you because you say you hate some representative. But there's even a limit on that. Freedom of speech does not mean, hey, you can take these horse pills and suddenly at midnight you'll become a horse. That's not how it works. Freedom of of speech is a control on the government. Not on society. Not on the people. We have other rules for that. We have things called laws. Which people, as you become a billionaire, apparently you can skirt or actually plow right on through it when there is established policy and law in place, rules and regulation in place. When you're a billionaire, you can give the finger to everybody because you're a sociopath. This article, by the way, is titled Elon Musk Announces Twitter Mass Layoffs to Begin Friday. The reduction, which will be delivered by email, comes as the new Twitter CEO was speculated to cut as much as 50% of the staff. I think it's now at 75%. Uh, Carrie Paul, Josh Taylor, and agencies uh, wrote this article for The Guardian. Um, All of my news is within the last 24 hours, unless I disclose that it is because of a particular area of interest. And I, and I, I literally pulled it in because there is something there. Uh, In an effort to place Twitter on a healthy path, we will go through the difficult process of reducing our global workforce on Friday, said the email. The New York Times and Washington Post both reported on layoffs and cited an internal email. And there's the email. If you're in the podcast, you can follow the link that's in the show notes. Um, And you can go to ShowBot. Again, it's hometown.showbot.tv to get all of them all at once, all of the URLs that uh, relate to articles that we're talking about so, all employees will receive an email on Friday, uh, the notice said, and those who will keep their jobs will get an email to their work account. Those being laid off will receive a notification to their personal email. Wonderful. Employees were re- uh, reminded to disclose confidential, n- not to disclose confidential company information on social media or with the press. Yeah, what you call confidential information is information, folks. Where are you going to come at me if I disclose something? The layoffs come as Musk was speculated to catch it, cut as much as 50% of Twitter's workforce. Yeah, because he's got a billion, nearly a billion dollars in monthly payment or annual payments that he's going to have to deliver to recover the debt burden. Um, but everybody just the way that it works is now it's privately held. So there isn't any oversight really, except for the federal government. And that's even bound by documents that are turned in. So yeah, who knows what's gonna get turned in. Um, But the debt holders, the the, uh, stakeholders, the ones that remain um, as holding stock, um, the ones that invested, and are controlling the company now through that investment. They want return on their investment. It's not just sitting there for the kindness of their goodwill and the previous uh, debt holders. Um, they want to get compensated. They weren't paid for in stock. So they didn't get any of the money of the $44 billion. If they were paid in stock, then they got compensated and, and uh, the stock got recovered. Right. So the people who are now investing in the ownership of Twitter, they're saying, give me money. And to do that as fast as possible, you have to extend the runway, terminate the people. (laughs) When you say it like that, it sounds really bad, but fire a bunch of people. Um, That is exactly what happens when you don't meet your required internal uh, internal return. You're going to have to sit there and start firing people because your runway is set for X amount of years. And if you don't see it happening, then the most expensive asset is people. Pretty much. Well, at any rate, more information will come from this. uh, But I see it the way other people see it is Twitter's got a five-year time frame where it's probably going to get... It's it's going to re-release its shares and people are going to buy back into it and... The money's going to be recovered. And if it is still alive, it will be priced at the exact same price it is now. Um, And wait, strike that. I should say it will be priced at what it is valued at in five years. And that means I'm predicting $25 a share because the value is gone. It's now being led by somebody that's going to end up hindering the the business in the guise of promoting freedom of speech, but trying to turn it into, uh, 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 <laughs> I don't know what to call it. You know, you're, you're not going to change the culture of Twitter by saying that people have to pay eight bucks for uh, a blue tech. You're not going to stop the bots. Um, And you should be able to stop the bots when there are 5,000 tweets being done, you know, in a month. That's a little bit above what a normal human would do. So why not put in a check? Is there, is this a human? I would say arbitrarily, not even, I shouldn't say arbitrarily. I would say when you suspect a bot then lock the account and make them prove to a human being that they aren't, that they are a human being and then have a PII um, field that says this person was actually verified as a human being. And when 5,000 posts come in in a month or something, um, you just lock the account and say it's impossible for a human being to do that. You would have to programmatically do it. And make sure the terms of service say that you can't use anything programmatic and throttle this amount and et cetera, et cetera. Put in rules, you know, I mean, it's, it's not that hard. You're, but security of the enterprise is the antithesis of engagement in the enterprise. The more resistance, the more friction you put into the enterprise, the less a consumer wants to engage in it. Um, Been there. (laughs) Absolutely. I've been there. Well, the next article, this music might be too loud for you. Um, The next article is in uh, the Stock Marketeer channel, the Fed. It says here, the U.S. jobs market is too strong, the Fed says. So expect rising unemployment. Not quite sure what this means, right? When you read that, what 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 the hell does that mean? The jobs market is too strong. So expect rising unemployment. Fed worries tight labor market and rising wages will keep inflation high. There are 10.7 million job openings. I think it was right. I'm not even sure. I, I, I'm, I might be getting it all mixed up now because um, I run a lot of numbers and there were 400,000 new jobs added to the open Jobs listings, right? So the the federal government and the Fed actually um, does an analysis to see the number of jobs that are open. And uh, between last month in uh, in October, 400,000 new jobs were listed as open. So businesses seem to be doing pretty good, but people aren't joining the workforce because why? salary is too weak. And while you can look at it and go, well, the salary has increased something like 8% in the last uh, two months, I think it was, um, you know what, let's scroll down this list cause it has a bunch of data in it. Um, I've already seen this, um, the, the data related to this article, but not this article. Um, It says uh, the October uh, employment report on Friday morning didn't provide much comfort to Powell and other senior Fed officials, the economy added a higher than expected 261,000 new jobs. And it's because people are starving. They need a job. 400,000 new openings were created, though, were offered. So just over a half of the number of jobs that were listed just added. Uh, were filled, but what were the average salaries of these people? So now I've got to do a, a, some due diligence in this because I I did, but now I don't recall what it is. Um, well, anyway, it says although it was the smallest increase since the end of 2020, jobs gains. Last month, we're still strong from the historical standpoint. The U.S. added an average 200,000 jobs a month from 2015 to 2019. For instance, well, it might be because the jobs' salary are increasing because people are getting pissed off and starting to say, "Well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do this gig unless it's you know making me some money for crying out loud, you know." And now I have to drive again. You're out of your mind if you're gonna pay me minimum wage. The cost of living has climbed 8.2% over the past year versus less than 2% annually before the pandemic. I think the real cost of living is more around 11%. And it says yet if workers come to expect bigger and bigger raises feds officials were fed officials worry that wage price spiral could develop and embed high inflation in the economy. Kind of like grade inflation. Uh, it used to be that if you did the work and turned it in and it met the average amount of work that somebody submitted, then it was a C. Nowadays, you do the work, you get full points. You end up with an A. And that <laughs> is lacking in uh, academic integrity in yeah, across the board in the real world. If all you do is mediocre average work, then it's a mediocre or average grade. You know, you get a D or a C. Um, but not today. You do the work. Hell, in some places you put your name on a piece of paper and you get a C. Um. Well, this is this is pretty much the same thing. If all you do is pay a wage that is sub 8.2%, you're going to get people that go, no, I'm not going to do the work. You know, there's a resistance point. You get what you pay for, basically. So you're going to have to pay more to expect people to perform. So it needs to be closer to 11%, higher than the cost of living, because all you're doing is treading water if it's at 8.2%. But the wage has only gone up, as far as I can tell, somewhere around 5.7, I think it was. Uh, The lowest unemployment rate since 1969. That's because people are bowing out, not because they're uh, fully employed. We don't have a high employment. We have a high employment rate, but it's because people are just bowing out and not looking for a job. The lowest unemployment rate since 1969 for its part underscores just how tight the labor market is. The Fed predicts it will rise to 4.6 by next year as its interest rate rises uh, slow uh, the economy. So basically by raising the interest rate, they're putting the brakes on uh, business. Here's the problem there, though. Just like everything else. They're apparently not giving one rat's ass about the disparity between the CEO position and the everyday, uh, boots on the ground, cog in the wheel, you and me kind of existence. Why? Well, let's just see here between 1978 and Today, Well, let's say 2021, the average CEO pay has grown 1,350%, 1,350%, to be precise, 1,322%. But I like to round up a little bit. Not, you know, I could have raised it to 1400 for crying out loud. But anyway, um, so it's 1,322% growth for CEO pay since 1978. For the everyday worker, it's only doubled since 1978. Well, in 1978, the average house was about sixty-five $6, dollars $6,500. Now it's six hundred and fifty thousand dollars. It's sixty-five thousand dollars in nineteen seventy-eight or so, it might be nineteen seventy-five. Um, but now it's six hundred and fifty thousand dollars, right? So, I mean, it literally just add a zero. I, I can pull the real numbers. Um, I'm not necessarily making it up, but <clears throat> I'll, I'll do that. Uh, I'll do it for 1978. So in 1978, um, let's see, $50,000. I'll say it's right in the middle and I'm rounding up. Um, and now in, and I'll do it for 2020. So we have parity of numbers. So in uh, 2020, it was $392,000 and in 1978, it was $55,000. Um, but the average salary in 1978 um, was $15,000. And now in 20, and I'll just use 2020 numbers again. In 2020, it's $61,000. Okay. So, and, and that's not even true for men and women. Uh, women only had $51,000, $10,000 less in 19, uh, in uh, sorry, 2020. So you can imagine <clears throat> the uh, inability to get a job or to get a house nowadays um, compared to back then. And this is when we were coming up. In late 1970s, the oil embargo, which actually drove a lot of inflation up even higher. So in 1975, all of those numbers were even lower, dramatically lower. Um, At any rate, my point for all of this is that the average salary for the working class has not moved at the same speed as the CEOs. And that has been... Uh, proven by articles and researchers showing that the moment that business school basically let loose herds and herds of business centric people following a mantra that the only thing that matters is generation of revenue, they suppressed the wages of the workers and gave more to the stockholders and the C-suite. Now, people are pushing back. But now we have plutocrats. We have rich people that are emboldened by uh, social processes, pitting people in the working class, fighting against each other, trying to grab the brass ring. You will not be a billionaire. Not unless you uh, grab onto nepotistic brass rings and good old boy club. But as I've heard several times in my career, I'll win the race. That's what people say to me. I think I can win this race. I'm playing the game. I can win the race. No, you can't. You're going to met out some just little bit, a bite at the pie. You're going to get a tiny little piece of crust completely eclipsed by people who are making more money than you'll ever make in a lifetime with nothing more than the interest that they've made off of the billions they have invested in various places, all because they've had billions and through nepotistic processes been able to capitalize it more. Let's move on to the next article. This one was really interesting. In the order of the grape. Um, So I have a channel that's all about uh, wine Um, It's in the process of being developed. If you're passionate about wine, get in touch with me. Maybe you can host and co-host it. Um, But a wine theft at a Michelin-starred restaurant in Madrid results in nearly $200,000 loss. A rare collection of 132 bottles were taken from a restaurant's total inventory of 3,000 bottles, according to El Pais. Um, Probably not pronouncing that correctly. Pais. Um, individuals allegedly accessed the restaurant sellers through a closed pharmacy next door to the restaurant the individuals exited uh, the pharmacy through a window then entered coco or coke uh, by breaking a restaurant window to open a back door wow Initial reports estimated the item stolen at 146,000, but it's believed to be 200,000. This is over at VinePair.com by Nicolette, ba- Nicolette Baker. Did I say what the other articles were written by, or who they were written by? I should say. I did not. Let me back up a little bit. Um, so the MarketWatch article about the U.S. jobs market was written by Jeffrey Bartash. Um, I did say the one from um, from the Guardian. But this one over at Vine Pear is by uh, Nicolette Baker. And it's in a section called Booze News. I thought that was interesting. So somebody had to have known about these bottles. They, you don't just figure out, oh, look, after you break in, let's take these 132 bottles. They spent a, a considerable amount of time. I mean, this is Ocean's Eleven style break-in. Anyway, the restaurant holds a two Michelin uh, star rating and is noted to have a particularly interesting wine list by the organization. By the way, um, Michelin stars, if you've never heard about the the history of Michelin stars, it was entirely about uh, Michelin tires um, trying to create an era of exclusivity by assigning Michelin stars to various restaurants. And it became more and more... Um, exclusive, and so now one Michelin star uh, lands you just a metric ton of business, and two um, sets you out um, far and away above the ones. And and um, I think you can, the max you can get, I think, is three. I think, I, I, yeah, I think it's three. Yeah. And I'm not sure what the ratio is. Um, I think maybe I can find out real quick if you saw the light just explode in uh, the stream. It's because I actually turned on a, <laughs> a website that uh, has a lot of white space, literally. I mean, it's just... Um, so I'm not sure what the ratio is of um, people who get one, two, and three stars, but um, this Business Insider article didn't help me at all. <laughs> at any rate, let's move on. The next article is in the Continuity Report. WandaVision spinoff, Agatha, Coven of Chaos, Cass Ali on and Maria Dizia. Um, I absolutely love the idea of um, Agatha. Coming to coming into existence um, for a longer stay than just a flash into Wandavision. Uh, this article is over at Variety by Variety.com by uh, Joe Otterson. And um, yeah, Wandavision spin-off Agatha Coven of Chaos is continuing to build out its cast with the addition of both Ali An and uh, Maria Dizia, Variety has confirmed with sources. The two are the latest cast members of the Marvel studio series for Disney plus joining the series, lead Katherine Hahn as well as Joe Locke and Aubrey Plaza and Emma Caulfield Ford. Um, in the series we'll see on reply reprise the role, um, as Agatha Harkness. And, uh, I've seen the trailer, um, several times now. I think, I think there, there's some serious magic, um, so I'm, I'm really, Catherine Hahn's going to do a great job. Aubrey Plaza will do a great job. Um, Variety has reached out to uh, Marvel Studios for comment and we'll update the story. Um, should they respond? I will probably, if I see it again, I, in the aggregator, um, then I will probably bring it up again, but follow the links that are over in uh, showbot. So you go to ometown.showbot.tv and you'll pull up all of the articles. And again, just a reminder, you'll definitely be able to just click on the links in the show notes. Um, The next article is in the Word in Tech. VR is still too expensive, according to this article over at The Verge. Uh, Jay Peters is the author and it says, Now we're finally seeing actual prices for the next generation of VR headsets. The author is finding the sticker shock to be tough to swallow. No, I don't think so. Um, I think Meta's is batshit crazy. It says that we're on the precipice of a new era of virtual reality. Meta just launched its high-end Quest Pro. Sony will be releasing PSVR 2 in February, and Apple is heavily rumored to jump into the game with its own VR AR headset very soon. Strike that. Just I'm, This is a preemptive warning that they're not going to do it next year or the year after. Um, but now we're finally seeing actual prices for them. No. No. <laughs> um psvr is 550 dollars. that is not high that's not high what are you talking about it's an entire headset it is your monitor and portability all in one why is 500 bucks expensive it's cutting edge technology with pancake lenses that are higher resolution and no screen door effect why is this too high Massive screens on your head in any direction you want and you can actually lock it down in certain with certain software so that you can turn around and do pass through VR and see into the real world and then look back to where your screen is and you have it right there and you just turn off pass through VR. I mean, this is amazing technology for 550 bucks. You're out of your mind that it's too expensive. The Quest Pro as a standalone VR headset costs $1,500 that is because you've got someone bananas at the helm, chasing after this, where they're trying supposedly selling this fifteen hundred dollars below their production cost. No, they're out of their mind. It's not worth fifteen hundred dollars. Not when I can get a Pico 4 VR, not the Pro version, for five hundred less than five hundred dollars, and it has everything that the Quest Pro has for eight hundred dollars when you buy the Pico 4 Pro. Still $800. It's $700 less than the Quest Pro. Meta is the problem. Just like Elon trying to get eight bucks for a blue check mark, Zuck is trying to recoup their costs <laughs> by people having a whole shit ton of money. And instead of allowing people to have food on the table and charge a reasonable amount return on your investment or sell it at cost and provide services that chip away at each one of these at a much lower rate. Not, I'm not talking about a much lower rate of return. I'm talking about the cost to provide the service is at a much lower rate. It's the same thing that PSVR is all about. It's at a lower rate but people are buying a bunch of software and or subscribing to services. And it's the service that is cheaper than any production. Anything you produce is gonna be expensive. But if you sink your cost into the hardware, consider it a sunk cost and that the consumer will be with you because they've got brand loyalty and service loyalty, they will stay with you. This is a lot of business machinations, but when there are only a few people that are providing it and they start conspiring in the price because, well, look, the quest pro is selling, I guess I can jack my price up. And eventually there's only the quest pro that's selling because the others lose their business because somebody is doing just a shit ton of marketing and then buying companies because they've got a lot of money. Then you lose competitors, the market loses com- competition and you end up with a limited number of companies providing the hardware. And the price will kick back up to 1500 or more. They talk about Apple's he- uh, headset, but it's going to be an AR glasses thing. It's not going to be compatible with VR argumentation um, let's just move on anyway there's a whole bunch more like usual there's more at all of these articles but I'm just trying to talk about it from my perspective um, where I combine business technology and society uh, I think VR and AR is pretty much where it's at uh, I am looking forward to the time where I can just come in here I'm thinking about buying the in AR glasses Um, and, and make it so that I've got one, I have no displays on my desk right now. I've got four at the peak. I had six. I would love to be able to just come into my office. I have no hardware, no nothing. I can just put on either a VR glasses, like the Pico four, or index. If it goes wireless, I'm never going to buy VR headsets, unless they're wireless from this point on. Um, I've had the index before, but unless it goes wireless, I'm not buying anything wired anymore. Um, or I have the N rear real AR glasses. I can put those on and pin as many monitors as I want because my computer is driving it um, and and throw the monitors up. No uh, complete privacy. Nobody sees a damn thing. This is how I've always wanted it. This is we're getting closer and closer to cyberpunk cyberdex. The the next step is, you know, plugging in and away we go. I mean, that would be such an amazing world. Um, Unfortunately, some sociopath billionaire is probably going to be the one that does it. And then tapping into every thought I ever have. Anyway, now we're finally seeing actual prices for the next-generation VR headsets, says Jay Peters, and I think that they're off-base. With this, this perceived as being overly expensive, um, the Quest 2's original price was $300 felt a lot more reasonable. Indeed. But the prices have gone up because there's artificial scarcity built off of uh, the pandemic, and while, yes, uh, a lot of people died because of the pandemic and a lot of processes were impaired by the pandemic we are on the other side of the pandemic and a lot of these processes were technologically driven automation was making the the items not until the final step of packaging were, were humans involved and that's only because fine motor skills aren't really where automation is it is, but it's expensive. So we just haven't gotten to that point yet. At any rate, uh, let's move on. Uh, you got my perspective. What's yours? Let me know either in uh, the chat or in uh, messages somewhere. I'm on Twitter. I'm on YouTube. I'm here on Twitch. There's no messaging really on Twitch. There's a Discord, hometown Discord. Um, yeah, just let me know. Let me know. I it, And Stream Elements periodically throws... discord channel or link to discord in chat so check that out maybe i should throw that into the show notes now too i don't ever do that but anyway the next article is over in the stock marketeers channel and it's in the margin apple's ar glasses could be pushed back to 2025 or 2026 amid design issues i think that was always the situation there might have been talk hey we're moving forward with stuff and people kind of jumped the gun Uh, This article is by James Rogers over at MarketWatch.com as well. Apple CEO Tim Cook has called augmented reality a profound technology that will affect everything. The actual quote is only around profound technology. Um, But at any rate, um, Apple is continuing to work on an AR VR standalone headset. I think it'll be linked to the iPhone, uh, the main market mover for Apple. Aside from services, again, services are cheap compared to hardware. So Apple's been testing and teasing sorry, uh, AR for a number of years, fueling talk that uh, the company plans uh, glasses, citing Ming-Chi Kuo. MacRumors reported last year that Apple AR glasses could appear by 2025. I don't think so anymore. Um, In a recent interview with Dutch media outlet Bright, Apple CEO Tim Cook described augmented reality as profound technology. I agree. AR in particular, I can go anywhere with AR and using beacons and other things, it can activate automatically and inform me of either my position or sales at a location or the menu of something. I think it's just spectacular and less clutter in the real world. Um, you know, a lot of people complain about this and that on the buildings and, um, you know, signs out in the street, it's cute and all that. When you walk by a French bistro and there's a little sign out on the steps, but when there's 500 of them across the the city, uh, because every single store has a little sign out that's called clutter, that's no longer cute. It's just noise. Why not put on your glasses and you can turn off as much as you want i'm not interested in restaurant beacons click and hopefully people will respect that but i doubt it um global vr market was valued at 21.83 billion in 2021 and is expected to grow at a compound annual rate of 15 percent between 2020 and 2030. sorry 2022 and 2030 according to data from grandview research which was in this marketresearch.com article um, I, I am sure that it will keep on growing. I I don't suspect that it will ever decline. I think the technology will eventually get to the point where I can just put on glasses like this. The Nreal glasses are getting really close, but they're uh, quite bulky on the front portion of them because it's actual lens. And then behind that lens is uh, OLED Uh, displays um, that you can actually see through which you can actually do with any monitor really you can pull the back off of a a lcd led screen um, and um, it actually becomes transparent it's one of the things that ibuypower has a an entire case for Um, they've got a panel that clamps onto your computer and it actually you can look right through it, but it actually is a dynamic display. It's pretty neat. Um, at any rate, uh, Apple AR glasses could be pushed back to 2025 or 2026 amid design issues says analyst. And I don't really care who the analyst is. Um, the next article is a atomic heart launching in February. Uh, this is actually a game over at rpgamer.com. Uh, Alex Fuller is the author and Uh, Focus Entertainment and Mundfish announced that the action RPG Atomic Heart will be released on February 21st, 2023. The game will be available for PC, PlayStation 4, 5, Xbox One, X um, Series, uh, sorry, Series X and S. It is available for pre order now and with the uh, Digital Gold Edition and Premium Edition, including access to the Atomic Pass. Um, All of that, I don't know, um, but I've seen this trailer already. It's only a minute and 22 seconds, so I can play it. This makes for a great podcast. this is a first-person shooter. I'm just going to quiet this down and give you a description. This is a first-person shooter and it appears to have weapons and maybe some psionics in it. Um, Atomic Heart features first-person shooter combat including melee weapons and takes place on an alternative 1955 Soviet Union or in an alternative 1955 Soviet Union with advanced technology players control a KGB agent known as P3 who is sent to investigate a facility that has gone silent. I missed the time to say gone dark. That's always... I don't know. Anyway, um, there's going to be a physical limited edition including a steel book case, art book, metal poster, and um, a weapon skin pack DLC that's available to pre-order from Focus Entertainment's online store. You can go over to RPGamer, follow the link, in uh, ohm Town and um well, check them out rp gamers a great source for news. The next article is over in SM- uh the Smack Talk channel. It's about Mac. And oh god, I just disconnected and reconnected. What's going on my chat did? Hello. So Steelbird uh sorry, Bird steals a reporter's AirPod live on air. A general a television journalist in chile was reporting live about rising crime in the area when a bird perched on his shoulder and then stole one of his airpods um thought this was interesting and um william gallagher over at appleinsider.com wrote this article and i uh, let you know i'll play it and who knows i might get a copyright um block on this particular portion but I'll let it fly, so to speak. (laughs) Wow, this bird, it looks like a parrot. It actually sat there and then took it and took off. Just reached up and grabbed his AirPod and flew away. (laughs) It looked like some guy behind him, though, might have known about this um, bird because... He, he went running like towards him, but the guy was behind him, uh, during the presentation. So I don't know if he was part of the crew or not. Anyway, um, I've actually heard of birds being trained to grab items of, um, worth (laughs) and then fly back to the owner. Um, this would be an interesting thing if that's what this is. You know, why would it grab something like that? I guess it wants a high quality nest. Anyway, um, the next article is over on the Hatch Ideas channel. There's a major shift underway in manufacturing for US companies. Manufacturing is coming back to the US for good, according to new data from SAP. Uh, but supply chain shifts would mean higher costs at uh, a time of high inflation. Yes. Um, I have been calling for this for close to 20 years now. I've uh, referred to it in the past as repatria sourcing. Um, kind of repatriating uh, this, that, or the other, right? You can actually repatriate something, uh, bring it back to the the country of origin. It doesn't necessarily have to be the United States to repatriate something. but anyway, this article is over at CNBC by Frank Holland and um, More than half of U.S. companies surveyed by SAP say that their supply chain issues will persist in 2023. I think it'll continue until we remedy the problem ourselves. Even if inflation declines, the new just-in-case model of sourcing, carrying more inventory, and having use of non-Chinese manufacturing located closer to home will resort in higher costs. I agree. I think it's time for China China to no longer take so much control of manufacturing, even of mediocre, low-quality Um, Products. Um, And we can still address the environmental concerns. And um, what needs to take place is the margin needs to be smaller. Businesses understand this abusing the differential in the cost of living by being like locusts and going to the lowest price of workforce and saying that it's smart business is sociopathic. All you're doing is taking advantage of people who haven't been able to develop across the board, their own economy to the level that the United States and other countries have and take away the wage and its slavery give them a little bit of wage uh, amounting to a couple of dollars a year or even uh, $10,000 a year it doesn't we've outlawed slavery giving somebody a little modicum of money does not mean that slavery doesn't exist it's not enough to per, to subsist off of as an ongoing concern and in that foreign country it's just enough to get by Now have a lot of people gotten out of subsistence living? Yeah, sure. You know, are they no longer considered poor? Maybe, but there, it was a target rich environment in China. So a lot of people got out of, you being poor, (laughs) but it's because there's billions of people, but it's exploitive at the level of compensation. Would you be able to charge the same rate in the United States as you're charging in those other countries? Oh, well it's in their other country, So it's okay. No, in all other cases, no, you are bound. You should be bound by the rules of the United States. That's not how it works in business. In business, it's okay. You know, but we have a criminal version of exactly what I'm saying. You go into a foreign country and you have medically prescribed marijuana. (laughs) You're still bound by their rules. So you come back to the United States with something from that country, whatever it might be, and it's illegal in the United States. You're bound by our rules and their rules you should not violate either of them. You see how the give and take goes, but in business it's okay because it's, you're giving them an opportunity to build something on your behalf. Do I think that it's going to be more expensive to do something here in the States? Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) But two years Two and a half years now of supply chain issues where I can't get a raspberry Pi that normally costs something like around 30 bucks is now 200 bucks. And that's just the low hanging fruit of one issue that I'm aware of. Others are much more well known in the media, like buying a car and you don't have heated seats because the chip isn't available. Well, why isn't this technology being developed here in the United States for fabrication? Why is it in other countries? Why is it all in other countries? Is it an environmental concern? It's not technical sophistication for crying out loud. We are the ones that are reaching out to the stars on a regular basis. We have a massive economy, technical sophistication. Why are, why do we have to go to TMSC to do our fabbing? Why can't we do it here in the United States? You know, everybody is sitting there chanting U S number one, number one, but for crying out loud, we rely on so many other countries for so much. It's because we are business in general acts like a locust when it's big enough. It goes somewhere else, consumes and flies to the next location. Less hiring and lower wages are top ways. The majority of companies say they plan to recoup lost business margin. Exactly. You're fired so i have a bigger margin even though like i already said ceo salaries accelerated at 1300 percent between 1978 and today let me just I'll, I'll i'll tell you how there i have actual chart here um so uh n- CEO compensation in 1978 was $1,701,000. Between 1978 and 2020, CEO pay accelerated by 1,322.2%. So realized 2020 salary was 24000000 Yeah. Meanwhile, sixty-nine thousand, sixty-five thousand for the worker, for the regular average salary worker. Yeah. At any rate, so what what you're going to end up with is uh, companies are going to start manufacturing here in the states. They're going to hire less people, and they're going to automate. That automation is going to lead to greater margins because it's basically once it's a sunk cost and everybody amortizes over the period of time that they so choose pretty much, um, they will be able to manufacture and humans will be that last stop where you're basically moving stuff, um, that requires fine motor skills. I've been warning people about this who talk about, uh, cause I, I talk about technology, um, to businesses and the people. And, um, the, uh, I, what I say to people is if I can take what you do and turn it into a series of steps and get the same output on the other side, I can automate your job and you're out of a job. All it requires is a business person to say, this makes economic sense for me to invest, you know, million into automation to get rid of a hundred workers that are costing me 10 million um, in total costs over 10 years and uh, poof, you're gone because my business will now be generating a greater margin doubling or tripling efficiency because I don't have to do shifts. I can have one person policing all of the bots And 10% in shipping because everything just gets presented to them easier for shipping. All it takes is logistics. Let's move on to the next article. Uh, U.S. adds 261,000 jobs in October as unemployment uh, rate rises slightly. Um, The U.S. uh, US economy added 261,000 jobs, although openings added over 400,000 jobs. Um, and they say that the final jobs report before the midterms was that, uh, the unemployment rate was at 3.7%. Yeah. While everybody's chanting about millennials and the great resignation and, uh, <laughs> just a bunch of other statements about checking out, um, um, we added 261,000 jobs while also saying that we had an additional 400,000 openings added at the same time as unemployment rose to only 3.7%. So I'm not buying it. I think uh, unemployment is closer to 8%. It says still close to a 50 year low. Um, but I think these numbers are, are, you know, um, malleable cherry picked. Um, but there's no way that I can prove it. I have to, there uh, There would have to be an, uh, empirical knowledge that I just don't have access to. Um, the news comes after the federal reserve, once again, raised interest rates in a bid to slow investment and bring down inflation. You're not going to bring down inflation like that. Raising it only hobbles certain sectors and that's primarily loaning money. And, that is hurting people who are trying to buy a house or a car, um, or other things, you know, start up a business on their own, but billionaires can weather this. (laughs) The middle-class cannot. The CPI is going to go through the roof. Still. The, uh, producer price index is going to go through the roof. Still mortgage rates are now above 8%. And if you have the standard, uh, Credit history, you're paying 8.5% as of today. Um, and I think by February of next year, it's going to be closer to 10. Um, I figured that it was going to get even closer to 10 by the end of uh, Christmas, but there are no additional reports coming. So think that it's going to get to 10 by December and be fully presented as 10 all throughout the first quarter of 2023. Um, and then everybody who is where they are uh, will be there for a considerable amount of time um, because the interest rate isn't going to drop as fast as it climbed. It just won't. Um, it does, It won't make economic sense to anybody. Um, and meanwhile, Student loans are going to start coming due in January. Um, People going to school, the interest rate is going to be higher for school now. Good luck if your car breaks down. Trying to get a new car, it's going to be astronomically expensive. Um, Yeah, just this is another article, by the way, over at um, The Guardian, Dominic Rush in New York. Uh says uh, US adds two hundred and sixty-one thousand jobs in October as unemployment rate rises slightly. Yeah, because people are checking out. They're doing something else, but they're not quote unquote looking for a job. Um and that's what is required for you to be counted in employment. Unemployment, I should say. Um the latest uh, report confirmed the remarkable strength of the US jobs market. The unemployment rate rose to 3.7%, still close to the 50-year low. Um how positive. Um the news comes after the Federal Reserve once again raised interest rates, 0.75% increase, by the way. I thought that it was going to be 25 to 50. They raised 75 points uh, in an effort to slow investment and bring down inflation. You can't slow down investment. You just can't. The margin is going to be still higher the profit off of their investments is somewhere between 8 and 12%. so far the fed's actions the most drastic since the 1980s seems to have had little impact on the us's white hot jobs market bullshit. the monthly job growth is average 407 thus far in 2022 compared to 562,000 in 2021. that's cuz the job market collapsed from 2019 to 2020 all of 2020 now, 2021, it started picking itself out of the gutter. Now 2022 it's picking itself out of the gutter a little bit more this week, the labor Bureau of labor statistics reported that there were 10.7 million job openings. It says close to two jobs for every person looking for work and up from 10.3 million. So that belies the number 400 000, over, actually it's not just 10.7, uh, over 400,000 jobs, uh, open jobs were added uh, to the listings. So you can't complain that there are no jobs, right? Right. Well, what is the value of those jobs? Are they minimum wage jobs? Minimum wage is still pretty low and it's far outstripped by inflation. There's more to this, but I am done for today. We'll come back and talk about this stuff again and again. Not just this stuff, it always changes every 24 hours. There's a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of fun, a little bit of reality, the rocky shoals of reality. And we ride that tide and and, um, we have fun when we can and we have reality when, uh, you know, it needs to slap us in the face. So uh, with that in mind, this has been the YomTown Daily News Show for uh, November 4th, 2022. I am Merwat. I'll see you tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern. Bye bye.